1: Who the hell are you? A remnant of a time long past.
3: There has been an awakening. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show! Have you felt it?
1: Hello, kiddies! Your old Bal here, the Joker. Talking to you about Riley and Kimmy. When I'm not out trying to kill the Batman, I like to sit back with a nice Chianti and listen to Riley and Kimmy. I might kill them.
4: ha ha ha! Hey now! Wow! Oh. Yeah, that, uh, that that wakes you up. Whoa! Welcome, yeah, welcome to episode 465. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the sidekick... Kevin! I got one name! Kevin! She seems nice. You don't? Eh, uh, that's uh, not the case. I think we're equally nice. And we had a great time in certain ways... At Megacon Orlando, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, at the opening here of the uh, program, you heard the Joker. Now, some people, I had a friend or two before we made this public. I played that for them, some nerd friends of ours. And, unfortunately, they were not as big of a nerd as I thought they would be. They thought that was Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that. That is the person who replaced Mark Hamill in the world of animation with the video games of Batman as the Joker. And he had very big shoes to fill, but he did it. Mm -hmm. And he owns that role now. That is Troy Baker, a very talented voiceover actor, performer, in the world of video games, animation, cartoons, also a musician as well, and I think Kimmy would like to point out, just plain old, looks like Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, it was, you know, Kimmy, you know, Kimmy knew who uh, Troy was, because, number one, you know I'm a big fan of Arkham, his work with Arkham, and you know, as the Joker, and... You know, uh, you're really wanting to meet him, especially because of one of our friends, uh, Devon, uh, talking about him so much and that. But when, you know, Kimmy hadn't any clue what he looked like. And uh, when she saw him, she thought Keanu Reeves was sitting behind the table, hmm. waiting to meet people. And And I will admit, he does look like a younger version of John Wick. Mm-hmm. He could easily play John Wick's brother, or something, or a younger version, actually, of Keanu Reeves, like for, for some flash or of uh, John Wick for some flashback scenes in the upcoming, maybe uh, John Wick Two. Mm. I, I could see that,
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, but it, Down Girl, Be, <laughs> behave. Uh, and I would like to point out something. It, it shocked a uh, another friend of ours on Saturday at MegaCon. Uh, somebody who was just totally floored by the fact that he, meaning Troy, Troy Baker, had. Humongous lines, I'm talking big lines, uh, to meet him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, That's for somebody that's doing voiceover work? I said, Not just somebody. That is somebody. Now, I recently read in an article, I believe moviepilot.com has it. You know, Troy was listed as one of the top five voiceover talents in the world of video games in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was something else to uh, check out. And if you have an opportunity to go to uh, Orlando for MegaCon, the day this is uploaded, the final day of MegaCon 2015, uh, be sure you check out Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be- get in line early. Yes, get in line early. Be be prepared because uh, the lines are uh, quite deep for him. We did not attend a uh, voiceover uh, seminar that uh, he did q and A, Q&A, a panel with uh, other voiceover talents. One of the reasons was uh, we had some commitments with other people. We st- and we started to and. You know, this is not meant to be mean or anything. But once again, I encountered a situation with Megacon where. And this is not going to make somebody happy, a vendor who is a friend of the Riley and Kimmy show. But it is the truth here. First of all, Megacon, this is not their first year. This isn't even their second or third or fourth year. And the people who run it and organize it, um, you know, shouldn't be letting certain things drop. Example, uh, having multiple listings of an event at different times. Mm -hmm. And one was that voiceover panel. And they had it listed at one time for one place, at one place, in one place that is, and then another time. There was confusion on that. Um, Also, no air conditioning in the area where this Q&A was setting up. So you're cramming a bunch of individuals in, not even allowing them into the room, Uh, where the panel is going to be happening. And there was reasons for that, of course, because of some other things that probably were going on at the same time when they were starting filling people into this holding room. But the problem is you got a lot of people in a very hot environment. Florida is not Alaska. And it is hot, it is muggy, it is warm. And you know what? It starts smelling quite swampy. (laughs) And you are cramming people together. And also you don't have um adequate sound in there when you have poor volunteers whose voices are maxed out with days of work of volunteering and communicating and i don't blame them you know a megaphone is not that expensive and mm-hmm. considering Megacon charges, basically how much per day to
0: get in one person? Just what um, would you say? 30 Anna? to 35, depending on the day. And, you know, let's say you
4: have, what, 80, 90, 100,000 people. I think you can afford a megaphone. Mm-hmm. You, know, Big you can Lot. afford a few of those. Yeah, I think Big Lots does sell those. Or some wireless PA systems, you know, that handheld things that you can, you know, communicate with easily. Mm-hmm. And that way, everybody in a room can hear, hear you. So, you know, that, that part wasn't kind of cool. With that, plus we had to uh, get to another location because of the timing problems that were going on with that. But I once again found that just not something that was the uh, the best of things. Yes, you know, with a mega con. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, I must stress this because one of the individuals we were with uh, was new to the celebrity photo autograph kind of thing. And if you are going to mega con, and this is for any really large size con. You know, generally speaking, you're not going to have that much time with a celebrity, especially with the professional photos. Uh, you know, I've timed it out from, you know, they line the individuals up, and you go into behind a curtain and get your picture taken, and you're quickly rushed out. That's the drill. You may have two and a half seconds, two and point eight seconds, three at the max. With that celebrity, and really you don't have much time to even, I mean, to say hi, whatever, and this is just part of, you know, I want people to be aware of this. And you get in there and, the you know, they flash, they strobe really fast, lights hit you really quick, and you're out. Mm -hmm. And it's not this long duration of time. And in some cases, even the autographs can be that way. Not all, but they're trying to get through as many people as possible.
0: Right, right.
4: And you know, our friend was kind of stunned with that one. I thought I'd point that out. And that's not a negative to megacon in any way. That's just something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go, give yourself time, a lot of time, uh, and and make sure that is something you really want to do. Make sure that. Photo is what you want now. Some of the celebrities, generally speaking, what I call B celebrities; those that are not in the A category. They may have been at one time, but they're not in that A category anymore, or they never have been.
0: Uh, sometimes
4: they will allow selfies at the table, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's really a cool thing. I kind of like that, to be honest. More than yeah,
0: sometimes, sometimes if you get an autograph, um, sometimes, a lot of times. Uh, a celebrity will allow a quick selfie at the table, yes. If you've paid for an autograph, uh, you know, with your own cell phone or camera, um, or for a nominal fee, like ten bucks, they'll oh. let you do that.
4: And some do charge more than that, though. Mm-hmm. They do.
0: Yeah, today though, um, uh, this year, I noticed that really pretty much um, of the celebrities that had photo ops. None of them were doing that, or if they were, they were charging just as much for a selfie as a pro photo.
4: Now, the voice actors were not. I should point out they were not they char- were they were very reasonable. Yes, they were very reasonable. Now, I'm not when I mentioned the b label celebrity, there was one I would now call a c mm-hmm. label and and that individual was charging almost as much as the professionally done photos Exactly. So, you know, be aware of that. You know, be be you know, make sure that's you know exactly what you want to do, and it's not an impulse buy it, because that's one of the you know things you get caught up with that, and you know, and that can you know later on you're like, boy, mm-hmm. why did I I do that one? So yes, you know, and our
0: friend was I think uh, pretty discouraged on the whole autograph photo thing because it was overwhelming. I mean, a lot of the, I think it was this year was the most poorly organized. Uh, Lineups for getting in line for autographs. You mean physically
4: where they w- physically w- right.
0: lining up for autographs or photo ops. It was uh, a deterrent because it was just a mess, and yes, nobody was. was really uh, directing people at that, all as yeah. to where's the end of the line, how does the line go. Um. Yeah,
4: there was there was no you know clear. Uh, understanding of things. There was vol- volunteers weren't visible at certain areas at mm-hmm. all, which, you know, is that a volunteer's fault? No, that's Megacon and their fault, you know, mm-hmm. period. That That is the person who is controlling. Right, right, training right.
0: and organization.
4: Right, and once again, not a convention that just started out, not one that's two years or three years old, and mm-hmm. they have had high volume amount of people uh, coming there, so that's not really a, a cool thing. And, you know, really, not just the... The photo area you were talking about, or the autograph area—I I call it a pit now. Basically, it's almost—you know—you know—you're not going down in the ground. It's almost like a pit area. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, very congested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the for photo ops not set up like in r- the past two years at least, which were very well done. Very they were, well, yeah, very well executed. This, the way they were setting up the and setting on—you know—throwing out the pictures when they were available for pickup. It just—it was clutter and you know selling frames for the uh pictures you know which is really i didn't notice that a year before uh i think
0: this is the first they've done that and that
4: just to me looked like a big
0: traffic jam Mm -hmm. Uh, big unnecessary
4: yes especially with what way the spacing was when
0: you're so uh scrimping for space as it is it's yeah
4: in my opinion i also question especially areas on escalators um in certain parts, were and you know I have some of those photos on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. dot com. I question just how much of a fire hazard I'm seeing uh, because of the congestion.
0: Today, I was definitely concerned with fire hazards or emergency. If you know if something had happened, I think there were just way too many people and, in yeah. inhabiting one space. Um, it could have been. I'm I'm just. I'm just saying it didn't, didn't seem like a safe situation to
4: me. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of uh, security either. Uh,
0: no. You know, and, and not saying that there
4: should be a lot of security or there'd be a problem. It's just when you start know, getting a lot of people, you know, crammed into areas and funneling in certain areas. And also, you know, um, once again, you have to wonder why Escalator shut off when you got all the amount of people that are trying to funnel from one level to another mm-hmm. completely shut down. And is that a good idea when you have people in costume uh, trying to walk down a narrow escalator stairway? Don't know. You know, I, I just, that's, that's something there. I, I question, you know, the way that was done.
0: Right. I mean, it, it was hard to get around. Definitely.
4: So that's, you know, you know, and that's, you know, something to be prepared for, you know, if you're going on that, uh, that Sunday venture. Uh, you know overcrowding, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, uh, some some overcrowding.
0: So make sure that you're you have a lot of patience and you allow yourself plenty of time to get from one place in the convention to another. If you're going to a panel, if you're going to a photo op or whatnot, you better allow yourself a lot of time and be very patient because uh, uh, you just def- you'll definitely need it uh, That's if right. it's anything like um, the state of when we're recording. Right, right. I mean, if uh, the last day Sunday is, just allow yourself lots of time.
4: Yeah, well, and that's that's a good point. Don't rush mm-hmm, it. Don't mm-hmm. rush it. You know, also with parking and things like that, be prepared mm-hmm. to take some time. Now, I'd like to uh, go with more of a positive thing with uh, MegaCon. Uh, happened to, one of the highlights for me was uh, being able to spend some time with some of our nerd friends, especially one of our nerd friends, Earl. It's my
1: friend, he... Such things for me, friend, friend. Yes, I want friend like me.
4: <laughs> and he sort of is like me. Uh, that's right. He's like a brother from another mother. It was really great uh, seeing Earl and spending some time with him. Matter of fact, spending an uh, entire day with Earl, we uh, uh, we spent the entire day with him uh, from breakfast all the way to dinner. Yes, with him. And
0: yes. And Mr. DeLand.
4: He, yes, he is Mr. DeLand. And you know what? We didn't scare him away. Think mm-hmm. about that. All the way from breakfast, all the way to dinner.
0: Right. And, and he's not as shy as you are.
4: Oh, you, yeah, that's right. I am quite shy. You're so not? shy. Yes, I am a shy and me. And I'd you know, like to say uh, a big uh, hello and shout out to uh, Griffin. It was great to see him. Uh, Devin and Megan. You got to see uh, Megan. Ooh, Megan. Yeah, she is like the uh, one of the biggest nerds I know.
0: And an Energizer Bunny. Oh, yes, she is. Wasn't she? I mean, yep. and she
4: was just, it was so, I wish I could have spent some more time with her as well. And so many other individuals, too. Uh, it was really fun to see
0: them. Yeah, and her energy is infectious. It was, it was y- great to see her first thing. Yes. <laughs>
4: yes, it is. That is for sure. Um, one of the things I also like to say, uh, it was fun seeing Phoenicia Flynn and her uh, belly dancing troupe mm-hmm. uh, perform. And they performed with... I, oh, I was going to cut Kimmy off. I'm sorry, you know, Kimmy. I I need to allow you to say more than ten words. Okay, what were you going to say?
0: Oh no, you were talking. I I'm yeah. You were you started out with the performance yes. of Phoenicia and yes. her friends, and and that was really really outstanding to watch. It was fun, and um, she also had you know besides Phoenicia and her troupe, um, also the.
4: Florida Tribal Dance was there as well. Exactly.
0: And if you're
4: kind of curious what the Florida Tribal Dance is, we have a video sample of the Florida Tribal Dance right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com.
0: Very entertaining as usual. Um, Excellent. Just amazing talent.
4: Yes. I mean, they are all of them. The Florida Tribal Dance, Phoenicia's troupe, Mm -hmm. just gifted, beautiful individuals to watch perform.
0: Yes. Fluid.
4: I mean, Mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. I mean, it's just, I'm like, wow, how do they do that? Mm -hmm. And I guess you kind of know some of maybe the uh, secrets how they do that. Because Kimmy went to dance class with the master dancer. And that would be Phoenicia.
0: Yes. Master Yoda.
4: Yes. Yes, she belly dancing. Yes. And how did that go? Only much prettier. Uh, You you know what she kind of reminds me of? And I hope she doesn't get mad at me for this. Uh She kind of reminds me of Rita Hayworth and her dancing from way back when. Because I don't know if you, I think you might know this, but Rita was actually a, uh, from childhood, was trained in dance. And she's the one performer um, who was able to dance with both Fred Astaire. He came out of retirement to dance with her. Mm -hmm. He came out of retirement. That's how he wanted to dance with Rita mm-hmm. and also Gene Kelly. Uh, it, it's I know you might, somebody might say, I don't really care about that old stuff. It's fantastic to watch you. Uh, maybe get TV runs, a lot of Rita's stuff and you can, you can check it out or, you know, just find uh, the movies because she, she was just fantastic. And actually, Phoenicia reminds me, uh, watching her, uh, seeing some of that, that movement and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just, it's great to see her perform. So mm-hmm. you actually uh, were trained by Master Yoda.
0: Yes, and yes. She was very kind and patient <laughs> um, during the class, and it was it was um, intimidating because it's something new, right? For me, I love to dance, right. but this is, uh, you know, her showing. You know, it's it's a lot harder than it looks. I mean, I mean, it's it's there's a lot more to it, and it's. You know isolating different body movements and parts and it's you know keeping your head still like making some other parts of your body move individually is like very difficult now, and uh yeah but she was very excellent teacher
4: now did you know the florida tribal dance had a certain performer uh-huh. did, did did Phoenicia revealed that that dance to you did she you know, show you how to dance with a sword on the top of your well, head.
0: I was joking with uh you and Earl. I was like, Yeah, yeah, that, you know, she taught us how how to do that exactly. No, and, you, you, <laughs> and were, you know, you and Earl bought it for a I minute. Did <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, really? I did not. You're like, Oh, really? I'm like, No.
4: But actually, we have a sample, of the, uh, sword dances I guess or swords you know it would Uh be on our website at RileyandKimmy.com because we have the Florida Tribal Dance uh, one of the performers beautiful performer uh, doing that Mm -hmm. and get to see that it is breathtaking so you know one of the things I I hope I don't embarrass you here Kimmy Kimmy was kind of scared to go into uh, Phoenicia's class I was and we had she was stalling going in there and she promised Phoenicia the day before at Megacon she would go Mm -hmm. to that and um you know she did show up but she was kind of scared and finally we 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 get her in there and then she sits back on these in his chairs like kind of hiding you know and you you kind of remind me of the kid that goes into the classroom and sits on the very back going hey, the teacher's not gonna call me not gonna <laughs> see me back here i'm all the way back and kind of slink down behind you know the desk you're kind of hiding and what's interesting they, they kept doors to the classroom open for a little bit before the big session was starting and i was out there with my friend earl and uh, I was kind of dressed casually. I don't know how Phoenicia saw me. Um, but she has excellent <laughs> vision. I, I really don't. You know, I, I was, you know. I, I such a wallflower. Yeah, I melted into the background. Anyhow, you know, eagle eye Phoenicia. She was able to spot me, and she comes out there asking for Kimmy. Where is she? I said, well, she's in there, and she did not believe me. And I said, she is. And so in my, you know, stealth presence, I went into the room. And all eyes were on me for a few seconds. Don't know why. I really don't know why, you know, because I was dressed down. And I walked Mm -hmm. right up to where Kimmy's sitting and said, she's scared.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, when you're a kid in grade school and your mom comes in in front of the whole class and everybody. And and yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you so much for, you
4: you know, I
0: I I'm just shining the spotlight on me. Oh, you know, I thought it was kind of, and yes, but, I was in the front row for class.
4: Yeah, she ended up in the front row, and, and
0: it was videotaped and photographed. So, Fanisha, there is I, evidence out there.
4: Phoenicia, I want that video. <laughs>
0: Phoenicia,
4: I want that video. Please give me that video. I want to share that video. Our listeners want to see that video. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, please, please give me that. No, video. you do. Yeah, yes, we do. And by the way, uh, be sure we will uh, post uh, times uh, when Phoenicia's troupe performs. And Mm -hmm. we will also post – so, you know, one of the easiest ways to follow with us with that is to uh, just follow us on one of the social media uh, platforms that we have. And those are available right at our website at RileyAndKimmy.com. We'll also uh, keep updates on when Florida tribal dance uh, performs as well. That's something to check out. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool seeing them at Megacon. Now, by the way, uh, you know, I, I hope to pick up some things on uh, today at uh, MegaCon when we are there, uh, but I could not resist uh, leaving MegaCon. I could not resist without getting my exclusive convention pop vinyl of Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a Stan Lee pop vinyl. He's yeah. here
0: in the studio now. He is. I
4: think mm-hmm. that's kind of good. Got some good, uh, you know, vibe coming off the off, right. the. off the pop vinyl, and while they last, they still. When I left, there were still a few. I still saw some of them uh, at at. Mm-hmm. You might I to get that. It was a very reasonable deal for that. It wasn't you know something like two hundred dollars. No, nothing, no, no. It was nothing like that at all. I didn't do you know. I wasn't doing really crazy stuff. Okay, I'm a little nuts, but it wasn't you know really crazy things. Also, like to say hello. A big shout out to the gifted, talented artist John Pinto. Here's one, of, and I'm going back. And John, you are not part of this, but I just got to say this. Artist Alley. Please, if you're going to MegaCon, go to Artist Alley and help support the artists. Mm-hmm. But be prepared. If Sunday MegaCon is like Saturday MegaCon, it is crowded.
0: That area can get a little bit congested, too. So be patient. But I, it's worth it. Because the artists are awesome.
4: <laughs> yes. And there are several. I have a list that we need to pick up some uh,
0: prints. Uh, we still from, have some people it, to y- go y- to. Yes, yep.
4: I could only make, or we, we could only make it to John. Mm-hmm. And that's just how busy it was. And we stopped by, saw John for just a little bit, and it was just great to see him. And Picked I, I, up
0: three prints from him today. Beautiful.
4: Now, I will uh, take some you know, quick snap. Uh, I, I will take some quick photos of uh, what we picked up from him mm-hmm. uh, because i have to get frames. <laughs> and uh, I will be doing that in the next few days, and we'll uh, post that on social media and also at RileyAndKimmy.com. So, uh, you know, big hello to him, and just, uh, you know, that's John Pinot. Mm-hmm. and by the way we have a link to his website right on our website at Riley like to say hello to somebody else and that is Tom and Jake yes Tom and Jake like to say hello to them now they are they have a couple things going on number one you can check them out at Megacon right you know today Sunday if you're listening today this is uploaded uh, the pop culture playground and it really is a playground and First of all, we feel quite welcomed by Tom and Jake there. And they have so many wide range of things, collectibles, Mm -hmm. comic books. We, matter of fact, took Earl because he said, I'm looking for a certain issue. Well, you know what? I said, you know, don't just go anywhere at MegaCon. You have to go see our good friends, Tom and Jake. Because they have a lot of comic books. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, let's see if they have what you are looking for. So we took him there. First thing we did. And, you know, he, he went nerd happy looking at comic books and issues. And Tom helped him, you know, write, bam. I mean, good good service. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. Now, Tom and Jake are also involved with a convention that's going to be coming up in the very near future. It's called the Daytona Beach Comic Convention.
0: Yes. It's coming up soon.
4: That's right. It, you know, mark your calendars. Yes. It will be, uh, let's see, uh, Sunday. Yes. It will be Sunday, June 7th in Daytona Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to the Daytona Beach Comic Convention in the past, hey, guess what? It's in a bigger location this time. Bigger oh. and better. Yes. Now- there is a list of individuals that will be appearing there. You can find that right on our website at rileyandkimmy.com. We have a link right to Daytona Beach Comic Convention. I can, I can reveal, because, you know, I have a bad memory, I can reveal one of those artists right off the top of my head, and that's Austin Janowski. And he, matter of fact, by the way, if you want to say, well, who is this Austin guy he's talking about? He is somebody. By the way, Austin, I am coming back to your booth. Uh, he is somebody to check out at Megacon, right? Mm-hmm. And he will be appearing at the Daytona Beach comic convention
0: yes he will be there
4: he will be there and so many others and you can find out more right at our website which is rileyandkimmy.com and kimmy i would have to say that pretty much is getting close to wrapping up our review of megacon for saturday
1: maybe we could find a cool trio to dress up as Mm, what if we go as the Fantastic Four and just tell people that the Invisible Girl is standing there with
4: us? Well, oh, I—I forgot almost. Uh, some cosplay. Quick update. It was great to seeing all the Fantastic cosplay going on at uh, at this event. Was there one cosplay, Kimmy,
0: that stood out to you? Hmm. When you went, oh, I, I. Boy, I would have to say that Groot. Oh, you—that's one you. Hey.
4: How would you know I was going to say that? It was that?
0: amazing. I,
4: you know, I don't exactly uh, know uh, Groot's exact size because he he stretched and stuff, but it was one of the sizes in the movie for sure. Uh, it, it looked theatrical, mm-hmm. did it not? Oh, yeah. And also a red skull. Oh, oh yes. It, I mean, it was... Uh, whoever did this was skilled, very mm-hmm. skilled. Not like the worst cosplayers on planet Earth. Matter of fact, uh, the solar system and the Milky Way galaxy. That's us. The Riley and Kibby show.
0: Oh, and there was that one... the. The guy with the skull and the cracked um, space helmet.
4: Yes. Like the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties type ooh, is uh, space cool. helmet. That was that was beautiful. And
0: the way he moved and everything. Yes. I mean just creepy.
4: Uh, oh, very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh just gorgeous uh cosplay going on. And I know you'll see more mm-hmm. if you happen to head to MegaCon today, Sunday. And, uh, by the way, uh, feel free to let us know what you thought about that. Uh, We have a studio recorder line uh, available 24-7 for you. You can say, hey, I really, you know, we're going to stay on the positive. I really loved blank, blank, blank cosplay. Or I really loved meeting blah, blah, blah. Or I really found this really cool collectible.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Things like that. You know, tell us the really positives, you know, Mm -hmm.
4: uh, of your experience.
0: Because there are a lot of positives with this convention. Oh, sure. There are tons. Mm -hmm. So,
4: you know, please don't get to what we are saying on, you know, they didn't like anything. Uh, That's not true. Uh, at all and so you know you can help out and you can uh, help us uh, shine that positive light mm-hmm. uh just by uh, going right to our website at rileyandkimmy.com and you can find those contact points now what we're going to do because uh, earlier a few days ago uh somebody i you know if i have to name top talents of the 20th century and going into the 21st century well let's just say 20th century because i I have to say for multimedia platforms number one or fighting for number one number two is orson wells of course um not just radio because you know stage film etc uh the other is who gives him a run for his money in my opinion with the world of the theater of the mind old time radio golden age of radio is Stan Freeberg. Stan Freeberg passed, and by the way, if you love the humor of Weird Al Yankovic, this is his mentor, basically, his inspiration. Now, Kimmy, true or false, Mm -hmm. before I introduced you to, and it was an introduction, I think, you had no clue who Stan Freeberg was. Mm Mm-mm. Big-time cartoon voice if you love the stuff we're talking about uh, voiceovers and and cartoon voices like, you know, Troy Baker This is the granddaddy of this stuff Uh, going way back when to uh, Warner Brothers Studios Also working with Disney and just a list of others Uh, He started out at the professionally started out in Hollywood at the age of 17 getting right out of high school only days weeks after getting out of high school genius, beyond a doubt. He did cutting edge stuff. He was fighting with censors all the time and recorded comedy albums that were big time sellers, uh did parody spoofs. I believe he influenced people like Carson, Johnny Carson. He influenced David Letterman and eventually people like Jimmy Fallon, just to name a few. Uh beautiful work. Now, if you can get past some of the dated material, yeah, it is dated a little bit, but actually Listen to the execution of it and realize that these programs were not recorded to survive time. And they have survived time because we're very lucky that they did. If you can get past those things, these are fun to listen to. And if you happen to be standing in line, maybe for a photo shoot, this will get you by. Yeah, and yeah, get you by quite easily. And you can honor, because that's what we're trying to do, the great Stan Freeberg. So we're going back in time to October 13th to 19. 19- 57 to an episode that's titled sponsored by freeberg and the reason it's called sponsored by freeberg is his program he was having fights with the uh the censors he was having fights with the network that was carrying his his program which his program by the way was very important because it replaced jack benny on the radio and stan had uh you know guidelines he would not yield and bend he did not want any tobacco product sponsorship which in that day, in that time period, they did sponsor a lot of radio programs. And he said, no, I do not want that. And he he said, no way. And so they had problems finding a sponsor. Matter of fact, they could not even find a sponsor. And so Stan decided to be Mr. Funny Guy that he is. He bought the entire show himself. So that's why it's called Sponsored by Freeberg. He sells Stan Freeberg. And it's kind of a cool thing. And you think now, the, now that's something you would think you know uh, David Letterman would David Letterman would do today. That's something I think you would think Jimmy Fallon would do. You know mm-hmm. that kind of a, that kind of humor, that kind of angle, that kind of thinking. So it's really fun. Just remember, it's coming to us from 1957. So we're going back to October 13th, 1957. Here's the late great Stan Freeberg on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
5: Good evening. Well, for those of you advertising men who were frightened by our horror story last week entitled, Grey Flannel Hat Full of Teenage Werewolves. <laughs> Don't worry. There are almost no werewolves working in the advertising agencies on Madison Avenue. <laughs> you may have noticed at the top of the show, Mr. Sewell said,
3: From Hollywood, we present the Stan Freeberg Show, brought to you by Stan Freeberg.
5: That's right. Tonight's show is being brought to you by me. <laughs> And I have retained the services of the World Advertising Agency to help me with the commercials. Uh, Stan? What is it, Dawes Butler, as they say in radio? Are you... Are you really sponsoring yourself this week? Certainly. we have only got one more week left on the air and nobody sponsored us. Yeah. I
6: didn't
5: want my feelings to be hurt, so... I picked up the tab myself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not very modest, Stan. I mean, doing commercials on yourself. Modest? schmodest. I paid $100 for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. That's an awful lot of money. Oh, true, but don't forget, I got you, June, Peggy, Peter, Judd, and six singers, Billy May, and the whole orchestra. It adds up, you know.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: uh, what kind of commercials are you going to do on this show? Well, uh,
5: <laughs> my advertising agency has prepared a little something along that line. Run it down once, boys. Sandy creepers, Sandy
6: creepers,
3: buy some of them today. This show is costing a hundred bucks, and brother, that is pay. you will make a chuckle, chuckle, chuckle when he appears.
5: Gee, that's pretty. The <laughs> All-American Dog. All-American Dog, eh? <laughs> you have a lot to like in a Freebird. Sneakers, glasses, flip-top head. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well,
5: that's not exactly what I had in uh, mind.
3: Sam Freebird, Bum-bum. the phony comedian.
5: <laughs> the
3: ropes, right down the drain. All right.
5: I want to be honest with you, but I I didn't think much of that commercial. It it just didn't have enough... No. Well, as soon as the World Advertising Agency people show up, I'll spare them a piece of my mind, believe me. Ah, someone knocketh. I shall admit, whomever it is.
7: Hiya, honey.
5: That's funny, I hear a voice, but I don't see anyone.
7: Look down, look down.
5: Why, it's Miss Jupiter. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't see you there, but I'm not used to having two-foot visitors.
7: Two-foot one. I got on my high wheels. So
5: you have Well, uh, you still mad because they wouldn't let you in the Miss Universe contest?
7: Please You had to go and mention that lousy Long Beach lineup (laughs) Now you ruined my whole geophysical year I'm sorry That contest is a mockery If you're going to have a Miss Universe contest, shape up Let's be tolerant of all planets
5: you got a point there
7: I told you before, that's my antenna
5: <laughs> So it is, gee, and with those measurements You should have been a shoe in, too What are they again?
7: 89, 89,
5: 89
7: <laughs> Yeah Well, don't knock it
5: I'm not knocking it, believe me. And what brings you all the way back to Earth?
7: I come to return your basketball. (laughs) How's that again? Well, I guess it's a basketball. It keeps floating through my backyard every hour and 35 minutes. (laughs)
5: That sounds like a pretty strange basketball.
7: Well, you know it. It's strange. It keeps going. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Yeah,
5: how'd you get a hold of it?
7: I just jumped up and grabbed it. Uh
5: Uh-huh. Look, uh, if it's what I think it is, it was floating only 560 miles from the Earth. Jupiter is nearly 400 million miles away. How could you reach it? I got a
7: big backyard.
5: (laughs) I'll accept that is that it under your arm there? Sure. Uh Uh-huh. It isn't going beep, beep, beep now.
7: Oh, well, I hit it with a hammer. Here, I'll make it start up again. (laughs) Gee, they'll make them like they used to. You know, it had little wire prongs on it, too, but I cut them off. It made it hard to dribble.
5: You uh, shot a couple games with it, did you?
7: Yeah, I shot a couple of games. Mm-hmm. But you know it wouldn't be right to keep it. There's
5: no skin off my nose.
7: What's the skin off your nose got to do with it? Well,
5: see, that's an expression we have here on Earth that means means I don't mind.
7: Oh, yeah. I I hate another expression today. Um, red tape at the Pentagon. What's red tape?
5: Well, you know, it's it's a special tape they use in Washington for tying people up so they can't get crucial things done.
6: <laughs> oh,
5: wait a
7: minute. That started my computer waking. <laughs> okay, tear off that little ticket tape coming out of my ear and read
5: it. All righty. <laughs> See, it says, Old Jupiter Proverbs say, While standing around arguing about who owns ball, look at scoreboard occasionally. Other team may be shooting baskets.
7: <laughs>
5: Food for thought. Well, it's nice to see you again.
7: Likewise. Say, after I get in the saucer. Will you close the hatch, honey?
5: (laughs) My pleasure.
7: Bye. Bye.
5: And there she goes. She she was kind of attractive, wasn't she, Peggy?
2: Well, yeah, if you dig science fiction.
5: Oh, I don't know. I thought she had pretty shapely wheels.
2: Well, yeah, but she dyes her antenna. I can tell.
5: (laughs) Oh, you're just jealous. Oh, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, Peggy Taylor. You uh, got a basketball number for us, have you?
2: Well, sorry, I'm just fresh out, Stan. Mm-hmm. But I have found a lovely new number called Love is Mine.
5: Love is Mine. Are mm-hmm. Judge Conlon and Billy Megan going to help you? Well, they better. Good. Um.
2: be too long, for love is mine. Love is mine. Care has gone like a bird in flight, and I find in the deep
5: Thank you, Peggy. That was lovely. Well, I guess I'd better get over to World Advertising and see if they got some more commercials for me.
2: World Advertising. Good morning. Yes, Mr. Gamet. I'll tell Miss Teasley. Good morning, Miss Teasley. This is switchboard. Mr. Gamlet says Mr. Freeberg is expected, and will you please send him right in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in. Goodbye, Z. Mm-hmm.
7: Good morning, and welcome to World Advertising.
5: Why, uh, why yes, good morning, Miss... Uh,
7: Teasley.
5: I'd like to see Mr... Gambit. Mr. Gambit.
7: He'll see you right now, right this way.
5: Oh, fine, all right? Thank you very much.
2: Mr. Bogg, or Mr. Freeburg, to see Mr. Gambit. Yes,
5: sir. Pleased to see you, Mr. Freeburg. Yes, I'm pleased. Please, please to see you. Miss partner, Mr. Freeburg for Mr. Gambit.
7: Pleasure to see
5: you. Nice to meet you. Down this
7: way. All right. Oh, uh, yes, Miss
5: partner.
7: Mr. Freeburg, to see Mr. Gambit, you'll be...
1: Oh, pleasure. How do you do? But... Over here, please. All right. J.T., Mr. S.F., the C.F.G. Okay. It, Mick.
5: Up here, please. Yes, well, I... down. Yes? Uh, Stan Freeberg.
1: Oh, come right in. Uh, Stan, my boy. Wait, stand right there. Don't move. I can see it now. The camera dollies in closer and closer. We focus on one eye and superimpose Stan, the man, Freeberg. What a picture!
5: But, Mr. Gambit, will that be good on radio? Oh, I... I like a man with perspective,
1: Stan. I can tell your shirt collar button's in the back. (laughs) Ah, you're one of us.
5: Now, why is it you've come to us again? Well, see, my radio show's been on a long time, and we have no sponsors, so this week I'm sponsoring myself. I thought I'd like you to handle the commercials. Oh, yes. Uh, have you ever handled a product like Freeburg before? Oh, yeah, yes, indeed. We've handled dog products before. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever handled a
1: human being before? My boy, we've handled countries before. We're
5: called World Advertising because we're equipped to handle countries. Gee, I never heard of a nation having an advertising agency before. My boy. We represent West Germany, Switzerland, Thailand, and Disneyland.
6: <laughs> Great
1: nations all. Now let me show you uh, a little sample campaign we did for the good old USA.
3: America is my. Yes for people who know countries best. It's America two to one. Here's a man with red and white striped pants, blue coat, a top hat with stars around it, and a white goatee. Have you ever seen me before, sir? No, I haven't. All right. Here's a little soil from another country. Take it in your hand. All right. Now, drill for oil in it. Plant cotton in it. Establish great industry in it for the little man as well as the big. Move the Dodgers in it. (laughs) Sorry, I can't do it. Nothing is happening. All right. Now take a little bit of this American earth in your other hand. All right.
5: Hey, look at that. Oil is being drilled. Look at that cotton growing. Look at that great industry being established for the little man
3: as well as the big. And look at those Dodgers being
2: moved. California, here we come
6: gonna be an LA
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Unc, how about it? You've tried both native soils now. What do you think? Well, the American soil, it's milder. <laughs> Definitely milder. <laughs> yes, and you too will say...
5: I'm sold on America... Some campaign, eh, boy? Yeah, gee, that was nifty. Is that the kind of commercial you're going to do for me? I mean, you're going to drill for oil in me? (laughs) we've got to give
1: you the human touch. I see you earthy, simple, as American as an apple pie, a hot dog, a briar-patch leg. (laughs) The only thing we've got to do is to make you more pathetic Here. What are you doing there? Yeah, I'm tearing your buttons off your coat to get you more sympathy. Yeah, but... Oh, you're a bachelor? Women will want to mother you. You have a hole in your shoe?
5: That I've got. Oh, good. (laughs) Excellent. You'll be a cinch to win. Have you talked to Stevenson lately? (laughs) yes. Now you've got the human touch. The human touch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what about the commercials? Now, the one you sent me over this morning, I didn't care for that too much. Oh, was... don't worry about it. Now, 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 listen to this one. It's got the human touch.
6: Now listen. You wonder where the three-bird went if you listen in two weeks from now, weeks from now. <laughs>
1: Dan, what do you think? It doesn't have enough... Mm, I see. Well, what do I do now? Well, nothing, my boy. You just go right
5: on with your show, and we'll integrate the commercials. Right? (laughs) Well, through the magic of radio, here I am back in the studio. And what do you know? There's just time to do the sketch. name's Sam Spillade. Hello, sweetheart.
2: Hello, Sam.
5: This caper started when a tough guy with a nose like a broken liverwurst called me on the phone. I picked it up. I picked it up. And the tough guy says, this is Max of Max's Nifty Thrifty. You Spillade... He bit off his words like a rattlesnake striking a radish. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Spillade. What do you want, tough guy? The gravy mob is moving in. I got a job for you if you got what it... (laughs) But I didn't hear the end of his sentence. Darn it. (laughs) Next thing I knew, I was waking up on the sidewalk. My head feeling like an Earth satellite 560 miles off my neck. (laughs) The rain was pelting in my ear like a faucet dripping in a rubber sink. Someone dropped a lit cigarette on my cheek, and a black-pointed Capizio shoe, size 3 AAA, was grinding it out. I was ankle above that shoe, and it was everything an ankle should be. But there was more. A tiny ankle bracelet. Beside the ankle bracelet, <laughs> there was an ankle bracelet <laughs> with the words, Melissa, Alexandria, Shrevin, Hop, and Bottom, with love forever and ever, signed Max of Max's Nifty Market, where the food's a delight and the price is just right. <laughs> I made my move. The ankle broke like a kid's Thanksgiving wishbone on Christmas Day. She screamed and fell like a sack of wet spaghetti at a noodle festival. I looked down at her. She was beautiful in that orange bathing suit. And built the most. A perfect 39, 39, 39. Her hair floated in the running gutter like a spun gold mop in a bucket of crankcase oil. I kissed her full on the mouth.
3: We'll be back to our romantic story in just a moment.
1: But first, a word from our sponsor. Mmm, good.
5: Mmm, good. That's what Instant Freeburg is cracked up to be.
3: (laughs) Yes, folks, there's never been a product quite like Instant Freeburg. All you do is add hot sponsor... An instant Freeberg springs into a million tiny flavor jokes just like that. Get some today. Freebiddity, greeb, Go and buy some instant Freeberg, gurgly,
1: bird, You will say he isn't bad. Freebiddity, greeb, bird. he got
6: buttons on the jacket, Gid-biddy, giggle. Boy, they want to scream. <laughs>
5: So that was the pitch. Where the beautiful doll with her sconce in the gutter fitted into the picture, I didn't know yet. But I was going to find out. I went to pay a call on Max to see what he'd hired me for. His stand was a big supermarket layout. I crawled through a window. It was plate glass. It was easy to spot Max. You couldn't miss. He was big and he was tough and he had Max on his jacket. I gave him my calling card. It was a kick in the stomach. He fell like a lard tree in a blast furnace.
3: Oh, pardon me, Sam. I didn't recognize you at first.
5: So that was the story. The gravy mob was moving in, slithering, sliding through the supermarket like a three-legged octopus in a pool of yogurt. I didn't know which way to turn, so I went into a commercial. Yes. You're listening to Stan Freeberg, show? Yes. What do you think of it? I hate it. (laughs) Yes, new Freeberg fans are being made every day. (laughs) Listen to Freeberg, you'll enjoy him. He's funnier than a cement boot. I nailed the lid on the commercial and skipped back to the store. I was up against a stone wall and suddenly... Suddenly I felt like it had fallen on my head. I woke up on the sidewalk. My head felt like a sack full of knuckles. My brains unscrambled as I felt a burning cigarette being crushed out in my cheek. By a foot in a fresh white plaster cast. There's something familiar about the orange toenail. So I looked for the other leg and tenderized it. I rushed back into the store and made for the frozen foods department. Just as I thought, there was a large woman leaning over the freezer. She was loading up with frozen TV dinners. I grabbed her fruit of the loom house coat and ripped hard. That high-pitched scream didn't fool me, for underneath the dress was Baby Jowl's Drossbeck, Notorious food heister. I spun him toward me, and there were the telltale gravy spots on his vest. I whipped out my 38 snub nose like a snake and inserted it in his right ear.
1: <laughs> the gun in my ear tickles, boy.
5: I like to tickle. And this sort of shotgun in your back ought to be a riot. I could feel the two barrels pressing into my back. It was Max. One move, and there'd be a hole in me like the grill of an Edsel. <laughs> I was about to make my move when the sweetest voice this side of the turtle said,
2: All right, Max, drop the pea shooter.
5: As the gun clattered to my feet like a sawed-off shotgun falling on a supermarket floor. <laughs> Turned around, and there she stood in two fresh plaster casts. (laughs) With her orange bathing suit and white legs, she looked like little orphan Annie at an aquacade. (laughs) But stacked.
2: All right, boys, let's go. Surprised, Sam?
5: I had to admit she had me buffaloed. Upon closer examination, what I thought said Jansen on her hip, in actuality, said,
2: Yours truly, Jenny Dollar Ninety-Eight.
5: I kissed her full on the lips. She liked it.
2: How did you tumble to the keeper, Samuel?
5: It was easy. Max was the head of a ring that smuggled TV dinners illegally to people who had no television sets. She bit me on the ear, and blood ran down my neck like a red river of no return. I gave her a love tap with my blackjack. She gave me a knee in the stomach, a judo chop in the back of my neck, and a right plaster cast full on the mouth. My bridge work bounced around the floor like Mexican jumping teeth. I smashed her collarbone with a jug of blackstrap molasses. And went home. When I got home, I poured myself a tall one and sat down by my radio to gum a TV dinner. All in all, I had quite a day. I wrapped up the gravy mob caper and put in a claim to Blue Cross, signed yours truly, Sam Spillett.
3: Brought to you by Instant Freeburg. Sam Freeburg, performing
5: comedian,
6: watch the jokes
3: right down the drain. Bumble, Bumble, Bumble. <laughs>
5: Thank you so much. Well, that about winds up the Noodle Festival here in Studio B for tonight. Next week, of course, will be our last show, and we hope you'll all be here to break program with us. <laughs> we'll have all the favorites you've requested. So far, the only number for sure is Monsieur Thule and his tuned Sheep. He's in for sure, so please keep the letters coming. Until next week, Dennis, this is Stan Freeberg saying thanks for listening, God bless you, and good night.
1: The Stan Friedberg Show is produced in Hollywood by Pete Barnum and is written by Stan Friedberg and Pete Barnum. <laughs> Featuring the music of Billy May, John Conrad for the Bears, and the songs of Thank You, with Doc Butler, Peter Lee, and June Bud Bloodshow.